So I do that and it's usually short burst, keeping their heart rate between 130 and 150 beats per minute. And it's usually short. So when they're first starting, it doesn't go any longer than 10 to 15 minutes. They do that three times a week. They focus in on eating more calories than they were eating to speed up the metabolism. Hello, fellow entrepreneurs and Triple M Nation. This is Steve Hamoon here, and this is the Money Mindset and Mentoring Podcast, your go-to resource for breaking financial plateaus and taking your business to the next level. Whether you're just starting your entrepreneurial experience or you're a seasoned veteran striving for expansion, you are in the right place. As myself, as a successful entrepreneur in tech, construction, real estate, mortgages and financing and in my business consulting i have helped countless individuals achieve their financial success by pinpointing their challenges and guiding them to creating massively successful outcomes now don't worry it doesn't matter if you're making under a hundred thousand dollars or if you're making well over a million this show's intention is to offer you a fresh perspective and provide actionable advice to help you drive your success Each week, we bring in powerful stories of guests who've wrestled with challenges, much like yours, and have emerged victorious. These stories are not far-fetched fantasies. They are possible and they are real, and they are a testament to what you can achieve with the right mindset and the right strategies. Expect an in-depth market analysis, empowering insight into sales and marketing and HR, and above all, an unwavering commitment to you to guide you towards achieving your financial goals. So are you ready to unlock your entrepreneurial potential? Join me every week on all the major platforms. Welcome to the Money, Mindset, and Mentoring Podcast, where success isn't just a dream, it's a journey we will embark on together. everybody. Welcome back to the Money, Mindset, and Mentoring Podcast. We are so excited to have David Masano here. David is a fitness, I'm going to say just radical fitness person. I mean, the stuff that you've done and I stuff that you see on your Instagram is just phenomenal, man. So welcome to the show. Talk to me a little bit about, you know, who you are or you want this, who the F I am, I think is one of your page says, but uh, let's talk a little bit about who you are. Yeah. So I'm David Masano. I'm one of 18 family members. So I grew up in a really big family. Uh, we grew up poor and we also grew up in a cult. So those were the two things that really stuck with me in my life. But getting out of it, I think, was made me more of a resilient person. And I think that's what led me into fitness at age, I think it was age 15. My mom and dad actually started going through a separation. And it, that was also a big part of my life because that's where we started moving from house to house. We had no money. We had nothing. We moved at one point, we moved five times in one year and it was very boggling for me. I ended up failing my ninth grade, which I'm not a big fan of going to school because I don't feel like it does anything for you, but ended up finishing school with the 3.9 GPA after I chose to get my life back on track. After that, got out of school, went straight into college. You know, the usual typical guy, I didn't have any goals with that. I didn't have any life goals either. I had no direction, no nothing. I was doing it all on my own at the age of 17. I left home and I basically went out on my own and had no one except for an older sister to kind of guide me. And there was no real guidance there and no real decision making or aspirations that I had from her. So in all sense, I kind of had to learn everything on my own. As I grew up, I knew that life was not about school and just working out. I needed a bigger purpose and I wanted to help other people. I chose to join the Marine Corps 
and I served for a year and a half before I got medically discharged. And after that point, that kind of threw me into a loophole. And after that, that kind of about a year passed from that. And I kind of, uh, I, that's where I started getting into mentorship and entrepreneurship. Met Wes Watson, uh, Jason Phillips with NCI, started hooking up with them as mentors. And they kind of guided me through on how to follow through with my passion on how fitness changed my life and how to give that to other people. Well, you know, the gift of fitness, I think, is one of the best gifts you can give. I mean, I, I love volunteering with my gym. Uh, as you know, I, I coach Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu and I'm just a real passion for it. Like whether it's Muay Thai, MMA, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, just, you know, hitting boot camps or whatever it is that people do, uh, CrossFit, you know, having that purposeful movement at the gym and with goals. I think makes it so much easier to work out. I was 240 pounds. I came from a family of 11, so I never caught up with you on the 18. Uh, I'm sure there might've been some that we didn't know about. And, but I was 240 pounds when I was 38 years old and I shouldn't be, I'm only like five foot, five foot nine. You know, so if, if I'm around people I know, I'll say nine around people I don't, I'll say five foot 10. And, um, but the idea was, is that it, it, like I was snoring at night. I was drinking a lot of booze. It was awful. And, um, but then I found fitness. I found, you know, first of all, I started off with doing a boot camp with this uh, person, my name is Shauna, and she was a rock star, still is. And then I moved into Brazilian Jiu Jitsu and never turned back. Like it's just changed my life. Unbelievable. Just an amazing pivot in health and everything. So I'm with you on the health. What was the thing that, that kind of keyed you off that? fitness was really important aspect for you. So I never really wanted to make fitness a big thing. I didn't, I didn't want to make it. I never, I actually told myself when I got into it, I never wanted to be a coach. The reason being is because I felt like nobody had the same discipline as me. I loved being in there. It was something that just made me feel better. I had dealt with depression at a young age and just being, I wouldn't even say depression. I would say unfulfillment. And I think fitness really gave me a drive to push past that push past, past that hard time. Um, I didn't really have anyone to guide me. And I think that was the key thing that fitness kind of stood in the way. You find people around you that are aspiring for the same thing. You want a better life, you reach for it. And fitness was just like, man, I'm having a bad day. Let me go work out at the gym and let me feel better. That was what it was for me. It never was anything more. I got super jacked. I got super in shape. I wasn't even into the nutrition at the beginning. But I loved it so much. I loved the feeling of lifting heavy weight and pushing myself to limits I never thought possible. And that really triggered me to just keep going. And everyone wanted me like, hey, like, how do you do this? And I did this for, for five years. I never wanted anyone to do it with me. I never trained with anyone because I felt like you guys don't have the same discipline as me. You'll come and work out with me and never work out with me again. And I never wanted to do that. So I kept to myself. I always worked out. But I would here and there give advice here and there. I never really like ever wanted a coach. And I told myself, I don't want to do it. And then it came to a point where I got into the coaching space off of something that just happened. And I was sitting, uh, I was going to get certified to be a CrossFit coach because I wanted to work for CrossFit headquarters. So I was getting my first certificate from them. And I went out to stay with my brother because it was about an hour and a half drive away from where I lived. And when I did that, basically, um, I had my shirt off. We were going swimming and he had saw me and he was like, man, like, I really like your life. Like, I know how you were raised. We were all raised that way, but I really like your life. I want that body. I've been overweight my entire life and I hate this. He asked me to train him. I told him no. 
And he kind of kept bothering me and said he would actually do it. He said, I'd wake up at five in the morning to do it. And I was like, there's no way, but I'll do it. If you want to, if you want to really do it, if you don't miss a day, I won't miss a day. So we kept, we started doing it. I accepted to do it. After three months, he lost 40 pounds. And it was at that point that he had told me that I didn't just get him in shape. I saved his life. Uh, he was a cocaine addict. And on top of that, he also had kids that he was going to lose his family if he didn't get off of that. And he basically, he basically cried to me. First off, this is an older brother of mine, came up to me, cried to me. And I was like, man, this is, this is different. Like, and he was like, yeah, you saved my life. You saved my family and my relationship with my kids. And for that, I'm very appreciative, but it was the feeling of helping him. I didn't charge him anything. It was the feeling that just made me feel like invincible. Like I just was somebody, I just gave him a life-changing alternation of his life. Yeah. There's so many times where, you know, the cheat code happens when the coach shows up. Yeah. You know, it, it, the cheat code happens when the mentor shows up because you can struggle through everything that's so difficult. You know, that's the reason why for me, I, I love working with Grant Cardone because, you know, as you know, he's, you know, he's, he's one of the best out there. And, and having that community of people who are just so high level in the way that they produce that you think you're doing really well, but then you support, you, you know, go around and get supported by people who are doing 10 X the level that you were doing hundred X the level that you're doing. And you realize that's actually possible after when you talk to them, because they show you the way and all those little foundational things you need, they can help you build. Because if you're figuring it on your own, as you know, you know, it takes a lot to do that and you run into a lot of pitfalls. And, but if you have a framework for success, it becomes so much better to be able to exceed all expectations. Yeah. So yeah, I was, that, that is, that's key. I think with a mentor, it cuts out a lot of guesswork for me. It was with nutrition. I got a mentor and within a month, I always said, I couldn't gain weight. I couldn't gain weight. He put me on a basic macronutrient plan. And within a month I gained 10 pounds. It's like, this is insane. So I feel like a mentor takes out a lot of the guesswork and cuts time so much time. hundred percent. Now what's the next steps in the fitness uh, for you? Where, where do you see this heading? Yeah, it's, it's heading high, man. Uh, for me, I have a few goals with fitness. I want to become a CrossFit athlete. Um, I'm actually, today was actually the first day of a big competition that I'm doing. Uh, it's nor the Northern classics. It's one of the biggest ones It has a nice little winning pot of 75 K, but the other, the other key importance with me, it's, it's going to test me. Um, today we had the first workout done. I didn't do as good as I wanted to, but it was, it was a challenge. Um, and I know that this getting into this high level elite type training, it's definitely going to take me some time to adjust to the, that type of level. On top of that, I definitely want to be training everyone. I think that I want to make America buff again. That's my goal. <laughs> you know, I feel like that's the key. Cause I mean, it's been the key to my problems all along. Um, and it not just, it doesn't, I mean, as you know, it doesn't just elevate you in fitness and, and life and doesn't just make you look good and feel good, but it makes you a competitor. It makes you become an alpha. It makes you become a better person in business. It also gives you the energy and strength to reach for the sky and for the stars and be able to help other people and bring them up. Don't go on their level, but bring them up. And I think that you've experienced that for sure. in uh, jujitsu, right? Yeah. I'm Brazilian jujitsu a hundred percent. I mean, you know, one thing that I think hard labor and this, you know, whether it's, you know, working on a concrete, uh, lifting concrete or, you know, working at the gym or doing Brazilian jiu-jitsu is that it teaches you to dig deep. And, you know, I remember once I was, I was on a job site when I was younger 
and we used to work on indoor pools. And there was, you know, they'd always, I don't know why they, they just, they'd always fill the whole area where the ducks were supposed to be buried with gravel. And then, so they'd fill it all up and then you'd have to dig out the gravel so that you could put the ductwork. And I'm like, why did they always put so much gravel? But anyways, you'd have to do it. So if you want to have a task that's one of those really laborious tasks that it feels like you're getting nowhere, just dig in a vast field of gravel and you never feel like it's going down. And, and you're going to be there for three or four days just digging gravel. And, you know, I think you know, things like that were very foundational for me, be able to get into wrestling or rugby or Brazilian jiu-jitsu, because I think, you know, the idea is you have to be able to work with discipline when, you know, like it's the idea is discipline shows up when motivation doesn't. And so when you, you know, hit that nail on the head a couple of times at the beginning of this conversation, I think it's extremely important that it's discipline and it's discipline and it's discipline. I mean, the benefit you get out of it is, you know, when you finish, you get that, you know, I don't know if it's an endorphin dump or whatever it is you call it at the end, but like you just feel like exhausted. Yeah. But you feel like a million bucks. You're walking and you're walking with this sort of droopy, sort of strange alpha walk. Yeah. You know the walk I'm talking about where you just yes, like, I sir. just did this, right? I just did that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I think, but, yeah, it's, it's, it's crazy. I mean, I think a lot of people don't understand that. It's that. I know what you're talking about. It's scientifically proven that when you, you do something hard like that, you have that serotonin release in the body. And it just basically, you, you feel overwhelmed with the euphoric feeling and people don't understand what that that's like. Like you, they think you work out for basically to look good. You like looking jacked. You want to get the girls, but in all aspects, I don't think that's at all what it is. Because if you look at the most successful people in the world, Grant Cardone works out. That's one of his top things is health. And I mean, Wes Watson makes 2 million a month. Jason, Jason Phillips, he's top fitness and i mean you got alex formosi all these big people they all work out and it's not because i don't think it at all it's because they they want to look good i think that's an aspect of it but at the same time they 110x just like Grant gardone they 10x everything in their life and that's why i wanted to coach fitness because i know that people have great things going on in their life and that when they add fitness and nutrition to it it changes everything absolutely and i think you know, fitness is coming through a rebirth. I mean, you look at what happened with, look at Jeff Bezos and, uh, you know, how jacked that dude is now. Look at, look at Zuckerberg. I mean, Zuckerberg is, you know, training MMA. He blew out his MCL or ACL a little while ago doing Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. And, and I think the idea of the, the strong person coming back as a dominant theme in society, I think we're seeing that narrative come back again. And I think it's so important and so critical for North America to have that injected, uh, that strength is a value um, that we should adhere to as a family, that we should adhere to as an individual, and really as a society, that this is actually a benefit. It's not something that we look as a, a negative stigma. And I think we went through a little bit of a phase where maybe that wasn't looked at that way. And I think certainly it's coming back. Yeah, exactly. It's like bell bottoms, yeah. but with muscles. Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. But yeah, man, I think that fitness is, is the number one key aspect. And and for me, it, it wasn't even about money. It wasn't about becoming successful. I just wanted to feel good again, you know, going through that phase. Um, go at, Well, I, like I said, I was in a cult from the very beginning. And being raised in that, you're kind of secluded from the outside world. And trying to really find something in life was impossible because your mindset is just stuck in, hey, like there's this place called hell. And if you don't do what this thing called God 
tells you to do that we we described and gave you the definition of what that god is if you don't do that then you're going to go to this fiery place called hell and and burn for eternity so you have that in the back of your mind at all times so when i was 14 that was when the transition between my parents started happening so going from the in from the inside that church to going to the outside world it was it was insane like you have these bothering thoughts always in the back of your head like hey like that's not right i wasn't taught that you know and it's like man but why am i saying that you know and you have that lingering and you have that confusion and i call it like the battle between the body and the mind and it was always something that i dealt with to the point where i wasn't happy like you always second guess everything you do and for me that's what fitness changed i it took me away from that thinking it gave me a feeling different. It made me feel different. And also it took my mind out of my mind and out of those thoughts and just put me in the moment. Like, and I felt good. And a lot of people ask me, why do I work out all the time? Like, I'm not a very happy person. I'm also a very angry person. And that's why, and I, I enjoy it. It changes my mindset. I think I wake up every morning and I still do. I, I wake up a very negative person. It's not easy, but I try to wake up between four and five a.m. It's very between that those two times, but doing that, it's not it's not easy at all. Um, and I I know that when I wake up, it's not I'm I'm gonna be an angry person. I'm not gonna like my life. But I think there's there's now a a process that I take myself through, and it's it's very simple. It's nothing crazy. I literally just wake up and bust a few burpees out until my mindset feels right. Like I have that mind I want. Um, sometimes it, it's only fifteen. Sometimes it's fifty. Sometimes it's one hundred and fifty. But I don't stop until I get that feeling I'm looking for. And then as soon as that's done, I go and drop down and uh, or drop a, a whole cup of folders down and drink that and get to work. And that's it's very simple. And then I go to the gym right after that. And it, for me, that's my process and changing and elevating myself. I think frequency, elevator, uh, yeah, frequency, vibration. Uh, there's a third one that I'm not thinking about. Those are the key things. And I feel like when you're able to change your v- frequency, and elevate yourself every single day you're able i think that you have to rebuild yourself every single morning so when you wake up you start from ground zero all over again and you have to elevate every single time with your actions yeah um but yeah that's that's the key with fitness for me yeah and i think the idea is you know i there was a guest we had a while ago uh, his name was nick and uh, shelton and he did a book on it's the introvert's guide to world domination uh absolutely fantastic book and what he talks about is how there's certain people they start with their cup empty at the beginning of the day. And so they have to find something to fill it. And then whatever they do in the day might suck energy out of it. So then they have to add back to it with some, some sort of activity, whether it be fitness or whatever. And then there's the other people in the world who start, start with their cup full and then that it gets emptied, you know, and, and so then they have to do a little bit of a different process. So I like the fact that you can identify that, look, you know, when you get up in the morning, there's some mechanisms that you need to use to get your mindset into the space in which you need to be able to perform because you know you have to perform every day. And uh, whether it's at work or at the gym or whatever else you have in life, you've got to show up and you got to show up committed to whatever you're doing. And to get your mindset right, right into the gate, I think that's extremely important. Yeah, exactly. You know, for me, I love the idea of working out first. Like, so I'm somewhat the same in the sense that I love doing hard work right at the beginning of the day. But I, I, start, I start with a lot of energy so I'm, I'm on, I'm on the other side of the equation is I'll start with a lot of energy and then, yeah, you know, and then talking to people is what fills me. So it's like the more people I can talk to the yeah, the better I feel in the day. So, yeah, I think that's key too. 
uh, I think that these these podcasts and even just helping other people getting on client calls, I think those are the two things that really elevate me. So if my day's not going on on point, I think I, I always calculate it by percentages. When I wake up in the morning and I hit my burpees, I'm at about twenty percent. After I get my gym workout, I'm at about a good third, forty to fifty. Uh, after I talk to a few clients and I do a podcast, my elevation level is now at eighty. You know, and it's just being able to talk about that story, and because I know reaching other people with the same exact story are still hearing this and it's very i know that there's people that have been what i've through what i've been through and need to hear the words and that's why i want to share my story you know and at the end of the day it's helping other people and making sure like i get to this point wes had taught me this point you want to get to the point in life where you're nothing like you mean nothing that you're just in this body that you're just a soul and you realize that you're just in this vessel and you're giving yourself to the world 100% because that's what's going to make you fulfilled and doing whatever it takes for that body and that mind to act correctly and go all out every single day. That's going to be the way that you're going to change the world and change your own life. And that's what, that's what I want to get to that point of, I think it's called a consciousness, pure consciousness is what he calls it. It's basically just becoming to the point where you don't exist. David doesn't exist that he's helping the entire world become a better version of themselves, just like he did. Interesting. Yeah. Like I, I would take a little bit of, it's an interesting perspective. I would take a pivot on that because I think, you know, you have to have that self, in my opinion, you have to have that self-worth to be able to give or else you have nothing worth to give. And so to say that you don't exist or whatever, I, I would, I would sort of challenge on that one because like, to me, it's like, you know, like Grant will talk about this. And even my wife, she's a paramedic for 15 years. And the one she's, they, they, they teach paramedics is when you go to a site and you're going to the site and say, for example, is that firefighter running into the burning building without their gear on to save the kid? That's the worst thing they could possibly do because the chances of them becoming another liability on the site. So now another person has to go put themselves at risk because they didn't take the proper protocols, right? So the idea is you have to look after yourself before you look after other people. And so you make yourself big, make yourself massive, make yourself so super successful so you can help so many people. And so it's a, I think it's a little bit of a different pivot on saying the same thing, but I think it has a little bit more of, a, of, a, of, of an impact based on who you have to become rather than who you're going to disappear and not be. So I think the idea is you've got to be, become something great. And that goes to the conversation we were having before you know, where uh, the call is talking about the difference between scarcity mindset and an abundance mindset. Yeah. This is probably one of the biggest things that is the hardest thing to teach salespeople, you know, when they're going through dealing with say price objections or anything like that, or delivery problems or whatever the problems are. And I always say, well, how many times does this happen? They say, well, all the time. I run into so many price objections. Like, well, what's the consistency in every single one of those? Are you talking to the same client every time? No, no, they're all different. Well, what's the consistency? Well, you are, well, then that's where the price objection exists because all the problems that you have internal are what you're rejecting on the world. So you'll accept from the world, what you give to it. Right. And so in the idea of saying that I'm going to approach the world with abundance, I think that makes you, you know, when you look at somebody like even Hermosi, like Hermosi, he has a subtleness to him. He doesn't have the, the bravado that somebody like Grant Cardone has. He's got such a subtle sort of thought provoking way of doing things, but he had to make himself massive. He had to make himself huge. He had he did that through a lot of give, but he had to do that in in such a way so he can make the impact that he's looking at making by becoming huge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's yeah. I think that's one of my. I think for me, that's my key point. 
uh, like when I got into fitness, it wasn't, it wasn't about finances at all. Like, I mean, I was taught not to, I mean, you, you're growing up, I grew up with the money as we were of all evil and you have that in your mind at all times. So when you do make a decent amount of money for me at that time, being a, a young kid, more than about 5k a month is a decent amount for me. Um, I mean, it's nothing to where I want to be at, but it's definitely something I aimed for and being able to make that money, it starts to make me think from what I was raised on is like, man, like, is this changing me? Is this, is this really not good for me? And you start going through this, this war within the mind. And it's basically like, what is this money? And then I think it's the love of the money, the love and attachment to that money that I realized that it kind of, that can corrupt you and who you are and lose you. You can lose yourself in it, but making lots of money is what you should aim for, but not being attached to it. I mean, I think that's one thing that I always have to work on. And I still do because there's still, I still have that scarcity mindset. I'm not going to lie. I have that scarcity mindset. I still deal with it every single day. It's like, I don't, I think that, that I've always tried to learn and I'm still learning more about that mindset of abundance. Like, what is that? You know? And for me, it's always been like, oh, you don't have enough, you know? And it's it's like you live that way and you start to realize that, and this is what I've learned from Wes, is you don't think like that. You give gratitude for the things that you you have now because gratitude is one of the highest emotions on the, the whole chart of emotions. And it's a very powerful thing that it brings your life to that. If you're grateful for what you have, you're going to get more, you know? And I think having that scarcity mindset saying, I don't have what I want. You're now pushing everything away from you. And I think that that's the biggest thing I've had to work on throughout my entire life. Even being in sales, I think being in sales too, going in there and saying like, man, like, I don't, I don't know if I'm, I don't know if I'm going to make enough sales. And instead of like, you know, going into it and crushing it, you know, it's not, it's not having that scarcity mindset. I think that, that. Well, scarcity mindset, when, when we talk about scarcity mindset, Scarcity mindset's not saying I don't have what I want. That's actually that's actually could be perceived as abundance. Scarcity mindset saying is that I, I'm grateful for what I have and I don't want more. I can't afford more. I'm not worth having more. That's the scarcity mindset. The abundance mindset is saying I have things that I have, which is great and I earn them, but my target is higher because the thing is the biggest thing that'll help about the whole thing around money, and I talk to the, a lot of people around this topic, of, you know, because I'm from Canada and Canada, we're the worst because we talk so much about the idea that, you know, money is for, you know, money's the root of all evil, be happy with what you want, be grateful and all these things. And, and I think it's wrong because the thing is, is, is it's, it's a trap and that's what creates the middle-class trap. And the idea to say that to make money matter, you actually just need to make it matter. In other words, money is not the currency and it's not the thing that you should focus on. The currency is impact. In other words, what is that money going to do now that you have it and somebody else doesn't? Because if you have the money and you're the good person, that might mean that if there's only a certain amount of money, then maybe that bad person doesn't. So now you have it. Now it's your choice to be impactful with. it. Are you going to go spend it on Coke going up your nose? Well, that's probably a bad idea. Are you going to go invest in yourself and take courses and learn and become a better person? That's a great idea. Are you going to take it like, you know, for me, one of the biggest things that I did, you know, when, you know, we first saw uh, the, the first glimmer of success is I started taking all my family on vacations and just paying for everybody to go. 
because we were the same way. I mean, we didn't have money growing up. Uh, it was always a, it was always a troubled situation coming from a large family. And then a, my my dad mom split up, and it was just it was it was the same sort of tumultuous situation, less the cult sort of thing. But I think there's a cult of society anyway, so we could go down a rabbit hole on that. But the idea is that to take my mom on a trip down to Florida to just go and take her down on the rides at Disneyland or not Disneyland Legoland is where we went because that's what my kids wanted to do, and just to see the joy in her face and just to all of that. I know now that that might never happen again, and so. If I didn't do that then, I wouldn't have been able to do it if I didn't have money. And I wouldn't be able to do it now because she can't travel. And so money gave me that ability to have the experience with somebody that might never have happened. So the idea is money only matters when you make it matter. And so the currency is impact. And that's what I would focus on. Yeah. See, that clears it up a lot. I've always had a different, always had a different thought process on that, especially with like making money and having that that scarcity mindset i always thought scarcity was like i don't have enough you know that's what i always thought of it as but yeah i could that makes a lot more sense it makes a lot more sense i've always thought of it differently if somebody's coming to the car lot and starts arguing with you on price think about the last time you went and you know bought a piece of you know computer part or something at a store and negotiated with them on price yeah and then you're like okay well because i projected it's what i'm going to get Right? And I'm not saying that don't find shrewd deals. What I'm saying is recognize what's internal to you, which you're projecting the world based on the things that you throw out, the negativity or the objections or the complaints you throw out. And if you do that and you recognize those and you pick those out and throw them out, all of a sudden the world goes bigger. Like I had this one lady, who's Sheena Dixon. She's, this, uh, she's in the 10X community. And I started making all these, this is like literally months ago. I was making all these stupid excuses about a show that I was like, She's like, you're just going to do it. It's just going to be successful. I'm like, well, what about it? She's like, Steve, you're just going to do it. It's just going to be successful. And, and I just did it. It was great. It was super successful. And, but you, you sometimes get these like closing in things while maybe I shouldn't be doing this. Maybe I should stick to something small and maybe I should, you know, just decline, you know, go into this state of uh, regression and instead of this state of massive action. And she helped me. It was just like, man, like, that was the best conversation I had in probably that month because it really put me on a path, you know, to have multiple shows that we've done since that have been super successful to grow the podcast to the level we are, to land the podcast clients that we land, you know, and that sort of thing. So sometimes it's one little pivot will make a massive difference. Yeah, I totally agree with that. Now, my, my hope is that everything that you're doing in health is going to, and in fitness, is going to do the same thing for people because I can tell you this. The idea that you help that person lose 40 pounds, and I mean, I, to me, it took a little bit longer. Like, wow, that's fast. And uh, that's amazing. That's dedication for sure. Yeah. I was a slow learner maybe, but it was, uh, it's just unbelievable to see stuff like that and the impact you can make because I know what it's like being overweight, snoring at night, drinking beer and doing stupid stuff to know what it's like to be fit, to be strong, to not snore at night and keep my wife up. And just to feel great and the clarity of mind that comes out of, you know, good fitness and good health. I think the impact you can make on the world is massive. Absolutely massive. Yeah. I don't think you were taught wrong. I don't think you were at all taught wrong. I, my process is just a little bit different. I've been doing it for a very long time. And I think most people don't understand what, um, like metabolic restoration is basically just restoring your metabolism because like in my own opinion, I don't think that any, I don't think any diet is bad. Like every diet works. It just won't work on a metabolism that's messed up. And that's what we really focused in on him. And, and my process of changing the metabolism is very simple. You eat more food, 
consistently and you do hit workouts. Those are the two things that I've noticed in with in the seven span, the seven years of doing fitness myself. Those are the two things that are the easiest way to speed up your metabolism. So hit being high intensity training is what you're saying. Yes. Yes. It's usually what I focus on is something two workouts uh, that I really focus on is an AMRAP as many reps as possible in a certain amount of time. And then an EMOM. So every minute on the minute for a certain amount of time. Um, so I do that and it's usually short burst, keeping their heart rate between 130 and 150 beats per minute. And it's usually short. So it, when they're first starting, it doesn't go any longer than 15, 10 to 15 minutes. They do that three times a week. They focus in on eating more calories than they were eating to speed up the metabolism. And that's what basically reverse dieting is. It literally, depending on how consistent they are, it'll take anywhere from a month to four months for that first process to finish. Then you go on a slight deficit and all the fat just sheds off of you because now you have the metabolism of the kid that you used to have. And that's what a lot of people get on me for. Hey, like you have a fast metabolism. It's easy for you to lose weight. No, I know exactly how to speed up and slow my metabolism down. I can gain 40 pounds in two months and I can also lose 20 pounds in two months. It's not hard. It's very, it's just the knowledge thing. And for me, I didn't learn that till four years into my fitness journey. And it, it just came by with Wes Watson. He showed me, I learned an, another little skill with the reverse dieting from Jason Phillips. And that was, that was the key. That was the gem where everything just changed. When people started coming to me, now I had an answer. But not only did I have an answer, I had the proof. Like it worked on me. It worked on my girlfriend. It worked on my brother. And then we just applied it to them. And they did exactly what I prescribed to them. We didn't add supplements. We didn't do nothing crazy. We didn't take ice baths. We didn't even change up their diet. We didn't change what was going in their body yet. I don't even want them to focus on that. Because if you're super fat, you're not going to change what you're doing now. All you're going to do is you're you're not going to change eating pizza and, pizza and chicken right away. That's That's not going to happen. You're also probably not going to work out for an hour and a half a day. So it's a simple process. Go on a walk and eat more food to speed up the metabolism. And it, it literally works every single time. Interesting. Yeah, I've never looked at it as the eat more calories to lose weight. That's a that's a definitely a unique process. D yeah. Does it work at all age levels? Have you tried it at above 40 crowd, above 50 crowd, above, you know? Yeah. So my brother, is he was 36. I did it on him. Oh, so he's still fairly young. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So then the oldest one that I'm doing it on it now, this is the first older per person that I've worked with. He's about 52. That's not old, um, but he we'll go came to me. Yeah. <laughs> that's the oldest one. I can't be convinced that's old yet. I can say older, but yeah, not, not old super person. old. Yeah. But we are starting to work. We try to stick with a certain class. Like we don't have a lot of experience and I'm not about to go out of what I know yeah. to help people. I wish I could, but if I don't know how to help you, I'm not going to tell you I do. I mean, I'll learn if you really want me to train you because people also like the style that I train them in. I'm very passionate about it and they can feel that passion through how I train them. But it's 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 worked all over because the the calorie intake isn't just, oh, here's 3000 calories for everyone eat that much and you'll lose weight. No, it's prescribed different for everyone. It's based off of a calculation that I use based off of your body, how old you are, how big you are, how much lean mass you have on your body. All of that comes into play. I have them take an in-body scan so it basically tells me everything about their body, what they have on it. Is that the one that the 
Xbox 360 does or whatever? I know it's a machine. It's it's an expensive machine, but they have them for free. Like you can go weigh in on it for free out in California for uh, they're at these Nutra shops. Uh, you go into the Nutra shop and they have it there for free. And you can just go in and you download this app, Fit Index, and it uses these electrodes on your on your thumbs and your feet. Now it's not super accurate. The only I think the most accurate way you can do it is by going into uh, water submersion to find everything. But this is about I'd say about eighty percent accurate. Yeah, I had a guy a guy showed me the other day the one where it was the you know like the Xbox had the kinetic or whatever like the camera. Yeah, yeah. They used to do the testing that way, but this was a little bit more accurate. So it did like a full three like he stands on a pedestal, gotcha. spins him around, and it does a full three sixty scan of his body. And uh, was, I need to get into that. Yeah, it was pretty cool, man. The one thing you should start looking to is 10x health, man. That's the next level, dude. So I've been listening to him. So is that there's a guy with him, right? What's his name? The the Gary Brecca. Yeah, Gary Brecca. I've used his a lot of his stuff, and the, the the number one thing that I use from him is that 86 hour fast. I didn't use it on anyone until I did it, and I I just experienced something different. Uh, I think the mindset, the clarity of it, and then also just going through your head. 86 hour fast. Yeah. So it, and is that food and water or just food? No, 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 no. There's no food. It's a wet fast. So basically the first day it's just electrolytes. You just drink electrolyte water, but the key to it to see very, a lot of success is you have to train hard. If you don't like, and this is what a lot of people question is like, why would I train hard with no food in my body? That's the point. Like you're going to get a lot better significance. And this is more so what I've learned from Gary Brecca and learning what he did on Dana White. He did it with Grant Cardone too, is more so that when you get into that zone, I think it's the first 24 hours, it starts relining your stomach, it takes all the lining out of your stomach and washes it away and relines. it. Uh, I think it's in the first 48 hours, it starts to really speed up your metabolism uh, the 72nd hour, all the dead cells in your body get washed out and you start rebuilding. It also makes you look younger. That's the other key significance that it has. Because, I mean, you're getting rid of all the, the cells in your body and replenishing them. And it, it, it really fascinated me because I like trying new new diets. And I don't, let, I don't throw anyone on it because I want to see what it does. And I more so just test out what it does. So I did it and I felt amazing it was it was it's a feeling that you can't really uh like describe it's something you have to really go through because the mindset part was the hardest for me you start going to a dark place at this for at the start i think it's the first eight hours you start going through a dark spot until you hit ketosis it just it doesn't really feel like you have energy you feel sluggish you you start to kind of feel like oh this depression feeling but it's really it's nothing as soon as you hit ketosis it all just goes away and then after that, it's kind of like smooth sailing. So I did it and then I had my girlfriend do it and we both seen huge, huge amounts of success from it. She broke through a plateau she was having in her fat loss journey. So that's that was the key of why I did it. But I definitely liked, I actually got a, a lot of his supplements too, his salt supplement, his magnesium supplements. I got those too. Nice. Yeah, I'm a big fan of his. Yeah. So that 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 is just one more reason why you need to come down to uh, GrowthCon there, my man. I know, I do. Because I can be, guarantee, you, yeah. I can guarantee Gary Brecca is going to be at GrowthCon. Holy man, you're really giving me on this one. No, I'm. Uh, when is That's it? Right. When is it at? Or what's the date? It's in April, April second to the fourth. April second. Yeah. I see. Mine is on the fifth in Florida. I mean, if I catch two different, I could probably make it. They're literally back to back. Then that'd be beautiful. Yeah. 
Yeah, that is perfect. Where's it's already in Florida. Where? Oh, perfect. Okay, now you're really getting me. There you go. See, now now you got to go. Now you got to go. No, I'm a huge fan of his because <laughs> I think his, his teaching, I, I mean, even what I teach, I try to make it unconventional. I don't like it to be conventional because my whole point of training is to make sure you know things so that way you don't have to go to mainstream media and what the doctors say because a lot of even people that I've worked with, they went to doctors and the doctors have told them like, oh, like what he's teaching, that's a little different. I wouldn't recommend an 86-hour fast. And I was like, everything that I do, it's tested by me. I test it before I ever tell anyone to do it. I don't just tell you to do it. And then I just basically walk you through and how you're going to feel and what you need to do. If I mess it up, then I make sure to try it again a different way. If it doesn't feel right, maybe I'll do some research and figure out how to do it. The fast was was the easiest one for me. I've done carnivore. I've done keto. I've done all of them. And all of them work. They all have different results. Macro tracking, I've, every single one of them work. The fruit, I hated the fruit one, but I mean, it works. Um, there's there's so many different ones, but every single one of them works. That's the Jeffrey Jeffrey Gitzler one, the yeah. fruit? Yeah, yeah, it's like a, it's like literally all you do is just eat fruit, and I hated it. I was like, nah, I, I can't. You do feel really good. The one thing that I did notice about it is your emotions are different. I liked how you feel mentally on it, but other than that, you're always hungry. And I did not like that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I like the feeling of an empty stomach, but nah, I, I can't do that. Yeah, no, I'm the same. Except though, we just uh, I made a uh, a whole pond of stew. Yeah, yeah. And man, does the stomach feel good, nice and full, and <laughs> that stew tonight. Oh, hot guys. <laughs> yeah, I mean, right now, I think out of all the diets that I've ever done, and this is I don't tell anyone to do this because I mean it's it's a it's a low carb diet. It's, it's the carnivore. I think out of every single diet that I've done, that is the best one that I've ever. It it just you feel powerful mentally clear and i've never felt better yeah i got into carnivore because of jordan peterson i saw what he had talked about how it got rid of his psoriasis he was starting to go blind in one of his eyes and that actually went away just from eating meat and you always hear meat is bad for you and that's where i really wanted to get into it i was like we're told not to eat oh i'm i'm the same if if i eat like breads or anything like that i'll get eczema i get stuff like that my hands just fall apart yeah. And uh, like, that's my nemesis. I don't drink or anything like that or anything. But the thing that kills me is there's Cops Bakery that's up here that makes this really good fresh loaf of bread. And every now and then I want one and then, oh, yeah, it just murders me. It murders me. Now, with mine too, I'm not, I'm not a strict carnivore. Like I, I do CrossFit, which I believe you need carbs for it. So yeah. I do eat carbs before I, and it it's, can be processed. Like my biggest one is I like mini wheats or some type of cereal. And so just for energy, I'll just <laughs> knock that down. It's either mini wheats. Um, I think those are the key ones. And then I'll always take something. It's something carby. Mini wheats, shredded wheats, yeah. whatever. Yeah, yeah. Any one yeah. of those. <laughs> I got Weetabix, man. Yeah. Like I love Weetabix, like any of those things, but they don't love yeah. me. <laughs> I think the other key too with the carbs is that like when you're on carnivore, it's, it's, you're full of energy. You can't fall asleep. So your the amount of sleep that you get is it's very rare, but I feel at the same time it kind of evens itself out because you have tons of energy. Yeah. So for me, I, I eat carbs at night so I can fall asleep. Yeah, I don't. That's the I other don't sleep. I sleep anywhere between four to six hours a night, and it's been like Holy that forever. Holy moly, yeah. man! Hey, but I mean, if your energy level is up, it never I mean, goes it down. Really yeah. Yeah. Never goes down. Yeah. Well, dude, it's David, it's been an absolute pleasure. So how can people get a hold of you and who are looking for some training and uh, some some ideas around fitness and health? How can they reach out to you? Yeah. So 
I'm always on Instagram. You will always find me. I'm always posting. I'm always posting on my stories. My life is on my Instagram. So you can find me there at Masano or David underscore Masano, one of 18. And yeah, it's everything that I do is unconventional. So I strength train unconventional. I hit workout unconventional. And the way I diet is unconventional. Well, and your results, your results are, uh, you know, the proof's in the pudding when you look at the Instagram. So you've uh, yeah definitely hit some results there, my friend. Yes, sir. Awesome. Appreciate you having me on, Steve. This was an awesome podcast. Excellent. I can't wait to see you down at GrowthCon. Yes, sir. <laughs> awesome, brother. And guys, this is, uh, thank you very much for tuning in to the Money Mindset Mentoring Podcast, uh, where we bring the best of money uh, mindset. And, uh, and looking here, we were just talking about mentors, so we hit all three. So- uh, thanks much. We'll tune in, to, uh, tune in the next time. Thanks, guys. And Triple M Nation, that is a wrap for this week's episode of the Money, Mindset, and Mentoring Podcast. This is your host, Steve Hamoon, reminding you that success is not just a destination, but a journey that we take together. I hope our discussions today have sparked ideas, challenged your thinking, and ultimately equipped you with strategies for financial and entrepreneurial growth. Remember, every challenge is a stepping stone towards your goals, and every victory brings you closer to your vision. Let's continue to learn, evolve, and reach for the stars together. Stay tuned for next week's episode, packed with more inspiring stories and insightful discussions. If you found value in our time together today, don't forget to subscribe, share, and review us on your favorite podcast platform. Until then, keep fostering that growth mindset. Keep leveraging money as a tool for your expansion and never stop believing in the power of your dreams. This is Steve Moon signing off. See you next time, Triple M Nation, on the Money, Mindset, and Mentoring Podcast.